Well, <clears throat> I'll start with the problem you may have come up to just following it with the story. Mm. I didn't have this problem, but I've listened to a few people talk about Psychonauts. Is the problem that... Um, see, I saw... You know the store? Have you been to the store? No. Is that your man in the his little secret lair? It's yeah, but he's in the he's in the main lodge and he's got like shelves of stuff you can buy for so many arrowheads. Yeah. And I I saw the cobweb duster and I'd already seen mental cobwebs in like the first obstacle course mission, which is like uh, World War One or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh man, okay, I need the cobweb duster. I get, I see this like um, what is it like eight hundred arrowheads or something something ridiculous. I thought, okay, well I'm gonna save up for that. And so I had the cobweb duster just about when you needed it. There's there's like a point in the game where you need it. And if you don't have enough arrowheads, you then have to go out and collect loads. The other thing that really helped is I got the... Um, there's like a, a... I forget what you call it. Like a like a rod or like the binding rod or something that helps you get like deep arrowheads when you're just exploring the camp. Hmm. And that will give you like... Rather than just one, it'll give you like 20 or whatever at a time. Okay. So you get like loads more. So I I like did everything I needed to early on so that I could afford the cobweb duster mm-hmm. or collector or whatever it was. Uh, but I've heard that some people get up to that point of the game and then have to go away and grind. <laughs> uh, so you, you may have encountered that if, if that's the way you were going about it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I, I kind of... I think I, I attempted getting like all the collectibles. Like I only really got cases when I needed to, or not even when I needed to, but just if I had, if I happened to come across the things, uh, because like the tags in some areas, like particularly in Agent Nine's like simulation thing, are difficult to come by. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I didn't pay too much attention. I, in fairness, actually, I, I saying that while playing. I found myself going back to location because the the arrowheads they they respawn after every time you go back out. So I found myself going back to those areas, um, particularly and near the beginning section where you first go to Agent Nine Secret Lab. There's like this bear behind the the area that like I first of all tried just hitting and I knew that wasn't like I just died. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come back to this. I obviously will. This this will be something I'll come back to. And then once you get like the ability to like pretty much shoot, like it, it took like three hits and then he just goes down. You get no reward. Like, what is the point in him being there? Um, I don't know. Cause it, it, I was just thinking well, like it was giving me very well, much like uh, Ogdo Bogdo vibes from uh, from Jedi Fallen Order, where it's like the most difficult character in the game. It's like this weird like creature that you can't fight until you get your upgrades yeah and there's like i'm pretty sure there's like a russian kid that keeps mentioning a bear so i was like oh is this the bear i gotta kill the bear and then like that'll open up a new conversation or quest or something and then just kill it and it's like oh yeah that's actually that's one thing i'll say about the game i absolutely love the character design some of these because they're so wacky the way i i want to tell you this yesterday uh, because for people listening uh, we were on a call yesterday and i was like i really want to tell you about psychonauts but i I won't i'll save for the podcast and you will now get to learn about what i was going to say it really gives me um like those very much like like it it definitely feels ripped out of like mid 2000s like it gives me very much um what's the word i'm looking for um like b movie vibes 
like the characters kind of have that same aura about them like where they kind of like their character models like like it looks like something out of like ant's life or something uh or bug's life it's called sorry bug's life (laughs) yeah you're conflating ants and bug's life but it does though Uh, doesn't it yeah oh when you said b movie did you mean like the b movie yeah what what other b (laughs) movie is there connor (laughs) i thought you're thinking like b movies as in like uh no 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 the the b movie you know you like jazz barry b benson movie right yeah yeah i say that just in the the animation style and like i suppose the budget put into that style like like you know the way models in those sort of movies like they look fine but they just look like uh, i suppose like somebody's first draft at like drawing a photorealistic model and it looks kind of blobby yeah i saw i look at the psychonauts character models and i sort of think of uh do you know ren and stimpy you know like uh, how the animation and like there's um, i think i've watched a video essay on this but how the ren and stimpy animation does such like wacky things with their facial animations rather than just like shows nowadays which kind of have the same stock expressions hmm. uh, kind of like psychonauts just really went out there with like let's have a face that looks like this and like they use all different colors and expressions and things they they create like really unique looking characters i love it yeah i think as well the set pieces and like the design of the whole thing like despite me never having played it up until now it kind of does transport me back to the time i like i could imagine playing this as a child um and like really really liking it and having it stick with me like i understand why it has such a cult following um yes yeah and and i think it i think that's quite a good thing that if you can look at like it 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 is a thing of its time but it does that it, like it's a very good thing of its time if that makes any sense like it, it adequately like represents like sort of games of that time or I suppose more so movies of that or animated movies of that time, I feel. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right. When, when were you first aware of Psychonauts? Um I think I always knew about it. I didn't know about the like I'd heard the name, like, but I I didn't know anything about it. Um I heard people being like uh, oh double fine they're so good and like oh you should play psychonauts but i never really looked into it uh because have you played any double fine games i see i probably have but i see when somebody mentions double fine I, like what else have they made i'm not too sure brutal legend is that the one with jack black yes i have that but i haven't played it costume quest i have that downloaded because it's easy achievements but i haven't played it broken age i don't know what that is the cave Again, don't know. Grim Fandango remastered. <laughs> I don't don't even want don't know if I want to know what that is. Oh, Audrey, you're really letting me down. In fairness, I knew two of those, and Brutal Legend is probably the most important one, along with Psychonauts, to know. Yeah, Brutal Legend was like hugely. I mean, when that came out, it was peak I... Jack Black time as well. Ah, oh, it was like it. School of Rock era Jack Black. I even had a Kyle Gass cameo in. It was like a tenacious <laughs> D. I oh, love it. love it so much. No, but like my... See, I th- I'm pretty sure my dad had Psychonauts on PC back in the day. Hmm. So I played this as a kid. And I watched my dad play it. But I never, I never really got past the beginning. Yeah. And so for years, Psychonauts has kind of existed in my mind as a very vivid game that i've always wanted to go back and play and complete Mm -hmm. because like 
the game starts off and you are Raz, short for Rasputin, and you've infiltrated a summer camp for psychic children uh, who are training to become psychonauts. It's like a like a really weird uh, summer camp that almost seems kind of um, seems like like, like a weird play on you know the whole like um, I don't know if you have it in the UK, but we have this thing called CTYI, which is like center for like talented youth or whatever where like they go and like i don't know i I think the way it was described to me as was it's like half the people are smart and half the people have money um so it's like they can pay to get in but like it's it kind of seems like one of those things that like it's like a brainiac like summer camp or whatever like sort of like you go there like for like the best the smartest of the smart or like in this case like what would it be like the most intuitive minds or something Right, I've never heard of that, so I'm clearly not smart enough or rich enough. Um, <laughs> well, I was neither, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think the the idea of a psychic summer camp and just that setting, and having the lake be a character in itself, where it's like this creepy lake where the hands, uh, like the hand of the lake, comes out to grab mm. you when you jump over it. Um, that whole setting has remained with me as like a really vivid little image of what Psychonauts is. And yeah. in some ways I was I was slightly upset when playing this game because it's like, ah, oh, I hold this game up in such a high spot in my mind and from my childhood. Like, I'm finally going to play and get to know this game. And, and sometimes getting to know something from your childhood that left a big impression on you, it sometimes limits its sort of uh imaginative power in your mind you, you know mm. it, it, you see it for all its flaws like we played mass effect one and that's like something i held up for ages yeah I I, yeah no it, i was going to mention mass effect one because it's kind of like that like I, the mechanics do not hold up um like some of the general platforming is okay but i think particularly where it always falls flat and the one thing that really constantly irked me was one locking on with uh, your head blast because it's like it's ridiculously difficult you need to either be like right in front of them or like it might just lock on at some certain ages but like it's really difficult to do it um and then when you turn your camera while walking it like it's constantly slowly going back to its original position it doesn't just stay there which i wish it would do um so like if you're going up an area first of all i think the camera angles are really bad uh if you're not constantly moving it because the general camera angle they have like sometimes it'll clip through walls or like it'll like just be a really difficult way to like approach i know there's like one section at the end of the game which it like shows its flaws but i haven't gotten there and i dread to think about it um uh are you talking about the one that i was talking about yeah yeah, I mean that that is just like a particularly hard bit of platforming, but the I mean the fact that the controls are, are somewhat dated does not help. I mean there there are some games that do this right where you jump and then you press A to double jump, but because you have to press A to double jump immediately after you've jumped, you've missed the time. I don't know I don't know why people put that delay in. Like if you double jump, why does it matter if it's you know, a little bit after I've jumped rather than straight away. Hmm. So that, you know, that annoys me, stuff like that. And then, you know, controlling the camera and it, 
there was a particular point where you have to climb on something and you're going round and you've got to like climb around fire and you've got to jump from one thing to another thing and it's like it it's like a god audio listeners are screwed on this um <laughs> it's like a winding tower going up hmm. and you have to jump from bit to bit and it's just really awkward but like i i'm sure they made the platforming awkward in that section just just for the difficulty um <laughs> But yeah, this this game, I think the setting of the summer camp is so good that I could have spent much more of the game there. The, the fact that the levels are actually all uh, inside the minds of the people you come across, um, I think is great. But I think more needed to happen in the summer camp because when I started the game, I was imagining... I As a child, I thought this game was a lot creepier than it is. Hmm. Because I thought you go into your bed to save, or the, the little lodge. Um, I didn't end up doing that because like you, you can just, just save, save on the go from the yeah. pause screen. So I was like, but I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna come back to like this uh, little dorm uh, cabin like every night, and something creepy is gonna happen, and and we're gonna find out like everything behind the psychonaut scheme. And it, it wasn't like that at all. It was more like there isn't that sense of danger or creepiness that I felt right at the beginning of the game where I felt, you know, you're just kind of this new kid to this really strange summer camp. Um, and, you know, I would have, I would have loved to ha- have that sense of kind of horror or, um, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you've got to investigate the summer camp and some, something's off uh, kind of like a, well, well it is meant so. to be like a kid's game. I know. I just, <laughs> just it's turns into problem. an 18 plus horror movie at the end no not not like proper horror just like you know like uh like monster house or like a, a kid's oh, animation classic film. yeah like where it's just like oh this is creepy like something i, st- I like, still i still hate watching monster house i think it's so freaky <laughs> like and i'm 21 like watch... it's uh, there's something like wrong with me i think I need to watch that film again. I've plucked that Actually, out of my head and now I'm like... You know no, what, um, yeah, you know what a perfect example of a movie like that? Coraline. Oh my God. That's a freakishly weird movie. But Coraline is exactly what I mean. Like horror for children. And Coraline, it's exactly those vibes, right? It's like you go to a place where something's not quite right and mm. there are supernatural stuff going on. And the book for Coraline is great, by the way. There are moments in that that are like way more terrifying than the, than the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that that was like my little heartbreak at the beginning it's like I'm going to have to break that vision of Psychonauts in my head but moving past that what I found was like you know an awesome platformer that I absolutely loved which makes me you know I, I'm so excited for the sequel um, I I feel like I need to talk about Double Fine a little bit first because yeah, sure, go for it. I think that Tim Tim Schafer, who's like the creative director or founder of Double Fine, I'm pretty sure, um, they did Grim Fandango with LucasArts, and then he formed Double Fine, and Psychonauts were their was their first game. Did Tim wait? And, did Tim Schafer do um, the what's that tentacle game? What's it called? Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Double Fine remastered Day of the Tentacle as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I think, yeah, that's one of the Lucas. And they did, like, Full Throttle on that as well, didn't they? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so Psychonauts was our first game. I think uh, Brutal Legend was one that followed. Now Brutal Legend, I absolutely loved, but yeah. that that is a weird game because they went to make like a RTS, and then ended up making like a a weird open world rock game where you have like a <laughs> guitar that blasts demons with lightning and a and an axe. It is one of the most badass games. Like if you love rock, heavy metal, Jack Black. And it's got some wicked voice talent in that game as well. I think they got Ozzy Osbourne in there. They got um, Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, that game is a classic, and you need to go play. I actually, I genuinely, I wonder how many games Jack Black has been in at this stage, because I know he was in the King Kong movie game as well. He's been in a like. He's in Psychonauts two. Is is in? um... Wait, is he actually in Psychonauts two? Yeah, because Tim Schafer gets Jack Black on all the time. I think he's in Broken Age as well. Um, oh, yeah, so Jack Black's been in Brutal Legends, Broken Age. Oh, he was obviously too, in so. the Jumanji game. <laughs> Which is Jack like... Jack Black and Tim Schafer like that, if you go look up like videos of them. Huh. Um, do you, have you seen the Psychonauts 2 trailer where it's the... No, I haven't um, seen it. You're talking to the wrong person. I haven't seen any of the Psychonauts 2 stuff. Oh, there's like a Brain in a Jar trailer where there's like this brain in the jar that's been at the bottom of the lake. Uh, and like its senses awaken after like a years of nothing or whatever. Hmm. And I think I think Jack Black is like the brain and it's like it, he, he sings like a song in it. It's, it's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I'm um, going to watch all the stuff after I finish the game, I think. Yeah, so... And Brutal Legend was a game that I think throughout all the Double Fine games there's been such a great sense of humour. Hmm. Uh, and it's like this really specific kind of quirky humour that really fits into their animation style and um, everything they do. And I think that because of their sort of, uh, what, what would you call it? Because of the history of LucasArts and Grim Fandango and kind of the, the going about and finding things, I don't know if you'd call it, probably point and click uh, yeah. sort of adventure yeah, yeah. games. And Broken Age was definitely that. Broken Age was uh, a newer one, which I think had they had Elijah Wood voice one of the protagonists. And uh, that was like a fantastic uh, kind of nod to their, to their roots. The Cave was a really interesting platformer that they did. Costume Quest was like... Have you seen Costume Quest? There's yeah, I've seen bits that, of it. That Xbox Live Arcade uh, Halloween game where you dress up in different suits and then you fight uh, goblins. It's on Game Pass, actually. It's like, yeah, the second one is. Yeah. Um, and it's like turn-based combat where in, in the battles you actually become like a huge Optimus Prime-looking robot or a knight or whatever you're dressed as. And I remember playing that. It must have been... When it came out, I played it around Halloween and it was perfect. Hmm. I think every Halloween, if you don't play Costume Quest at Halloween, you're, do- you're not doing Halloween right. I suppose it's not a horror game either, so maybe maybe it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should stick that on the list for, for Halloween, maybe. <laughs> maybe not play Dead Space. Yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I love Dead Space. You I know, so do I, in fairness. Yeah. yeah, but we've got Back for Blood around Halloween, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God. That's going to be the week my heart will have a break. 
because uh, well i say that i feel like i'll be jump scared a few times but it would be nothing in comparison to like playing the likes of like blair witch or like dead space so i don't know what you find scary about horror games i, I love horror games I no it's not that it's it's just because i'm not used to them it's because i don't play them that often and i hate like um like i just say it's sort of jump scary stuff like cr- there's some creepy stuff as well like like um let me think like you remember in ori village i suppose it's not really a spoiler but you remember um do you remember when you go to uh, what's it uh, uh bienavienta's like house or whatever and there's like there's one bit at the end where like where you unlock the door or you actually i think it's you come up from the like weird little well thing and um you open the door and then there's like Mia there uh, with like the child and then it like disappears. Like that gives me a fright, like that sort of stuff. It's like, that's creepy. Like, but like, and then obviously jump scary stuff. And like, come on, you're not going to tell me you weren't scared at like dead space when you were younger. Uh, I No, I wasn't that scared of dead space when I was younger. I remember <laughs> the, the frantic stress of getting in an elevator and it just closing like there were definitely tense moments in Dead Space, but I wasn't really scared. Yeah, no. I, I, I in fact, I was a child who loved jump scares. It's just like, no, you're just, you're just actually like, I don't know, you're wired differently, Connor. There was <laughs> like, I think um, my only, my only experience of like, I suppose playing a horror game and like, not, no, I was still scared is when I played Outlast with like two of my other friends and like we literally because that game is so like it's so like uh adrenaline inducing because you, you're just constantly running from stuff um and like oh i mean probably if i went back and played it now i wouldn't find that scary i think even the beginning of the medium i was like oh fuck i don't want to play this like this is just creepy <laughs> but then it kind of opens up a little bit and it's not as weird i'll tell you what nothing will be playing resident evil 7 for the first time because that game Oh no! I never want to do that again. That game it, it screwed even me. Like, I won't do that. I and I'm one of those it, people it that could like. Never, it could never do that if I went back to it because I'd know it. Yeah, but I don't. I, I'm the same person. I don't, I hate that sort of like body horror stuff as well of like chopping people's limbs off. Like, oh no, please! Like, I such like. I, don't, I think this is quite a rational fear. I've a, a fear of very sharp objects like coming near my skin. <laughs> so it's like. Right, yeah, I see. I almost have like kind of a, a an OCD thing about like I can't have knives or pens uh, turned towards me. I always have to turn them away from me. Yeah, actually, there's a really funny thing. Actually, I heard somebody's like weirdest fear at one point was like, you know, in the washing machine when you put your knives in, they have to always put the the actual knife bit face down because they're afraid if someone falls that the knife will impale them it's just i I do that i do that and my mom gets me and she's she's like well when i did live with my mom my mom got at me because um she always said that the knives wouldn't be clean it's like no no i'm i'm sure they're going to be clean even if they're stuck down you know (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm not falling on it (laughs) yeah it's obviously some irrational fear or whatever like um it's like also like going down like the stairs with a sharp object like like, I don't know, were you ever, I always thought, you know, if you're going down, like, the stairs with scissors or something, like, hold the actual scissor part itself. I was always taught that. Yeah. Because I know I've people... I've never really, I've never had to go down the stairs with <laughs> but like sharp. I, I just, like, those, it's some of the weird stuff, like, this is really off topic, by the way, from Psychonauts, so we should probably get back to it soon, but, like, it's like, you know when you're, like, 
oh what is it it's like there's so much things you could teach someone like at a young age but it's this like and i say this like with a loving heart learning about that thing with the scissors is the most useless piece of information like every like if you just say to someone don't run down the stairs with scissors you know like i want to know like how many people on a yearly average are running down the stairs with scissors fall and the scissors just so happens to impale them that they die and like i the, i need these statistics as to why this is such a relevant thing to bring up it's like don't step underneath an elevator it's like well yeah obviously like it's a, or it's like oh actually sorry this is bringing up another this is another train of thought again i promise we'll go back to psychonauts um this i was i was um I was I was looking at a, a video recently and apparently you're more likely um so you're less likely to die in an elevator uh, or like an elevator falling or whatever than you are uh, to be crushed by a vending machine. Imagine going out like that. It'd be so rough like imagine saying oh how do you go in a sleep no under a vending machine. <laughs> but he just really he, he really wanted that Twix, you know. Yeah. And now let's bring it back to Psychonauts. If he had used his telekinesis to move the vending machine, he would have survived. So there's your segue, Connor. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, thing is, Raz can run with his sharp mental abilities. But um, mm. the, the thing that uh, was dated for me in, in Psych. No, wait, where was I? There was a point I was making. Double fine comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back to it finally <laughs> yeah I loved it I loved talking to all the different kids all their different personalities I thought it was consistently funny do you have a favourite? even in the hmm? do you have a favourite? because oh. I do I think it's quite it, it, like I think you'll probably know who it is as well thing is I love Ford Cruller really? The, uh, out of yeah, all the of them? Guy- I love his voice. It cracks me up. Oh, and the fact that have you gotten to the bit where he gives you a piece of bacon? Yeah, yeah, no, I've gotten that. Yeah, the fact that you summon him like from out of your ear with a piece of bacon, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, Dogen is definitely my favorite. Dogen. What the the kind of uh, like that one? Yeah, kind of like egg-looking one. Yeah, I think he's, he's just really uh, cute. He's quite classy. Like I don't know what it is about him. Like. No, like you know he cute. like you know like adult Dogen's getting girls like <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got like I don't know he's stumbled on like some like entrepreneurial scheme and he's like living the high life now as a like top tier psychonaut I'll tell you what the kids remind me of you know uh, Ed Ed and Eddie yes oh my god yeah they are yes. so yeah. they literally do look like 3D Ed Ed and Eddies yes like particularly yeah. what's the bully's name with the big afro or whatever like he looks oh, like Bobby. a mixture between like Ed, Ed, and Eddie and Recess. Oh, is it Bobby? Bobby and Psychonauts. Oh yeah, Bobby. Yeah, no, but they they do have that. They, see, it goes back to that style of the time. Like they are very yeah. much like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, like Recess mixed in a three D world. Maybe a bit of Bugs Life. Particularly, I get the Bugs Life vibe off like uh, Raz and what's is it? Lily is the girl's name. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think those those vibes are definitely there. That kind of um, they have that awkward kind of high school humor. Yeah, it it's definitely. I'd say it exists in that. If it's not a genre, 
it's definitely like a it's definitely a period style yeah like. it's definitely like a period style um yeah. which is going to be interesting to see what the new one's like and like how double yeah. fine's humor has grown and like what they're willing to do now the new one the new one out of what have i seen like really does remind me of like a, a newer form of like ratchet and clank game it looks beautiful the yeah. new one like compared to what because obviously double fine they do different types of games and broken age was like one of their one of their newest ones and obviously it was a a sort of animated um point and click type thing Hmm. and psychonauts and brutal legend kind of stand out as these more kind of fully fledged games they're not just like arcade games like the cave and costume quest you know they are like proper platformers or proper uh, open world projects uh, so to have that kind of Microsoft money and be part of Xbox Game Studios, you can definitely see the polish. And the, you know, the game's ready. It's just getting that polish and releasing in August as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, for um, sure. I the rec- developers have uh, said that there's been no crunch either. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, what sixteen years? You'd hope not. What, for Psychonauts 2? Yeah, it was just released in 2005, the first one. Like, obviously, they weren't doing it all that time, but, like, they've had all that time to think about it. Like, you'd hope there wasn't crunch on Psychonauts 2. Yeah, but I, I really commend them for that. But um, it, I think it's going to feel really modern uh, compared to this game because you can definitely see where this game is aged. Yeah, I think that going into the first brain, uh, Coach Oleander's obstacle course, which is like a... A war zone like kind of world war one kind of showing his um experiences in the war and because the all the levels are sort of the mental landscapes of the people you inhabit you like uh mentally teleport into their brain through like a little uh, a door door yeah it's, it's fantastic really like twilight zone kind of stuff um yeah and you get to experience their psyche, their memories, sort of their emotional baggage and their uh, their issues. Uh, I can't really remember the word for it, but like you get to solve their problems because all their kind of dysfunctions and disorders exist as like monsters within their minds, uh, which is like a really unique take on mental health in 2005. And I think just a like a wonderful way to have like a level system um but definitely jumping into that first brain you can tell there's like decisions game wise that have aged like the the figments which i think probably wouldn't have been that egregious back in 2005 but they're just like little 2d uh line drawings of of something that's relevant to the memory or to the person yeah. that you're inhabiting and collecting them is just like a real chore and they're not very pretty as well they i think they actually detract from the environments for i think me. they they kind of give me like almost a like like a callback to like rayman i don't know maybe it's just that again that era of games like you think of like those weird like 3d platformers i know rayman has 2d ones but like it's predominantly known for its 3d games but like that yeah. psychonauts like i'm trying to think what other like big well ratchet and clank kind of comes to mind but that was a bit after um like maybe like sly cooper as well maybe a little bit like there's a mm. there's a different there's definitely like 
I think that was the time of like the 3D platformer, or at least the 3D platformer with like a weird art style or mix or whatever. I think uh, platformers have like a, a hard time knowing how to include collectibles and and stuff in a game without making them feel like a chore. Mm. I think that you know games like um, Tyler Tasmanian Tiger or Crash Bandicoot, like all those games have a pretty good sense of including collectibles in, in a way which goes along with the level and doesn't feel like you're just doing stuff that is like you know button mashing load of different objects that you don't really care about hmm. i the i like the destroying of objects in the levels sort of reminds me of like when you play a lego game and you like hit all the stuff to get the studs and it's just like oh, i really wish i wasn't hitting all this stuff <laughs> which i'm sure loads of lego fans are going to be like i can't believe you just criticized i don't think lego anyone game. likes going out of their way to find <clears throat> studs in a lego game <laughs> it's just like you know give give me those nice purple studs i can't be here collecting all this <laughs> silver stuff uh but yeah so um, remind me exactly what you've done in the game odrin the last thing i did was i got the canoe over to like start the the telepathy i, I don't know if it's le- it's the levitation class i haven't gone into it yet um right and, like, I think it just found, like, Dogen has just lost his brain. And, like, mm-hmm. Lily is, like, kind of, like, oh, you know that monster as well from, like, my I've had that in my nightmare. And she knows who the doctor is as well. Um, so that that's where I'm at at the moment. What I've done before that was I've done the, I've done the trials bit with, uh, with Agent 9. Um, and, like, I've done his, like, section at the beginning where you fight that big monster, which is a representation of, like, him like holding down his emotions um actually this while we're on the topic when we're going back um you know when you first meet um oh what's his name the head guy what's his name again uh ford crawler yeah you know when you first meet him and you like you go through the secret passage into like the the like transport system yeah have you ever watched star wars the clone wars Yes. You know the voice actress for us. You know Asajj Ventress. Yes. I feel like that's the same voice actress because they sound like identical. The the I didn't the mobile. I didn't thing. notice that. Yeah, I I I need to look this up after. Or actually, no, screw it. No, it's already disorganized enough. I'm gonna look it up now. <laughs> it's, it's, you you feel free it to. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the, the the game had like Tara Strong as as one of the the. Is that her name? I think it's that's, that's like a famous voice. Yeah. Actor, isn't it? Actress. Um. But yeah, I feel like oh, I'm so disappointed you haven't played like the whole game because I was going to talk to you about different levels and their aesthetics and what they did mechanic-wise. I'm sorry. Uh, I tried, some which, man. Some which were more of a drag. Some which were really fun. Uh. The boss fights in this game are amazing. I loved all the boss fights. They're, they're such a different range. And I think that like it's sometimes hard to tell what makes a good boss fight. Like people criticize Halo's boss fights all the time, like oh, just punch an old man in the chair or uh, shoot a little robot thingy. And it, you know, it's like okay, well, what makes a good boss fight? And it literally is like the environment 
has a way that you can exploit it. Uh, then the boss evolves so that you can't do that anymore, or yeah, there's a certain way of getting around like a, a problem, and you've got to find the solution. Like I, I think the bosses in this game hold up, and I think that pretty much everything in this game just shows promise for what a modern sequel could do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, sorry, I'm just. Um, but yeah there is so much i could talk about yeah true and honestly i would have finished it if it wasn't for the sake of i just didn't have the time um because this this last week oh my word has been absolutely meeting after meeting after work it's just like ridiculous um yeah no don't don't worry about it but um how many mental abilities did you get actually um how many are there she isn't psychonauts on you i just wanted to (laughs) she she isn't psychonauts sorry your audio keeps cutting out on my discord for some reason oh can you hear me now yeah yeah oh yeah um yeah, no, uh, she is in Psychonauts. I just checked it there. Oh, is she? <laughs> she is, yeah. So, well, is uh, that her? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy I happy I realised that now. Oh my god, I didn't even realise. Apparently she's also in Halo 3 as well, which I should probably look out for next time. She's in a load of video oh. games. Wow. Um, but yeah. I, I, voice, voice actors get about, to be fair. Yeah, so all I've gotten at the moment in terms of abilities is... Um, I think it's just literally just the shoot mechanic. So that's all right, I've unlocked. Okay. <laughs> it's just really... So there's there's loads. There's telekinesis. There's pyrokinesis. Uh, levitation. Uh, confusion grenades. Invisibility. Uh, there's a mental shield where you have like a bubble around you. Hmm. There's like loads of stuff. Uh, I think that the way that they do it, where you can, there's like a little interface you can pop up with either i think the the back button or the the directional pad yeah yeah and you can select the abilities to go either on the right trigger the right bumper or the left bumper which would obviously be the white and black buttons on an original xbox because this is an original xbox game um that feels a little dated i th- i think cuz uh to have a button for levitation where it's basically like you jump really high and you're in like a rolling bowl uh, ball um like a lot of it feels like stuff that should just be a button combo or, or you know they could have just put it on that button rather than making me go and select it yeah. like there definitely needs to be a uh, a trim of the abilities and kind of utilizing the controller in sort of ways that make sense because mm-hmm. having those sort of menus that just aren't that satisfying anymore, especially when you like pick up objects. And I think this goes back to like the the history and the lineage with point and click games is that they, you know you pick up objects and then you use them to interact with certain things later on, as you do when solving puzzles in a point and click game. Yeah, and that that's fine. But like once you get enough objects that you're actually got like two pages of of stuff you can select, you're thinking, okay, well this is getting a bit far now <laughs> so i mean 
if they can do a Psychonauts game where I don't have to scroll through menus to get my abilities or my items um, and I don't have to run around collecting stuff that, that feels pretty uh, like inconsequential I think that it can be Xbox's next Ratchet and Clank right? it can be it's like really polished platformer with great characters that everyone's going to love hmm. and I was actually surprised when looking at the the Psychonauts 2 on the Xbox Store because a lot of a lot of Double Fine's games are like indie feeling type kind of quite personal uh, Xbox Live Arcade type games and as I've said they do have Psychonauts they do have Brutal Legend and they've priced Psychonauts 2 on the Xbox Store as £55 and I was you know I didn't know how much it would be uh, when, when I'm you now looking forward to it but, you know, that makes sense that, you know, to value it that much and say, you know, this is a really polished first party platformer. I think they are going for that. We want to challenge what PlayStation's got and Ratchet and Clank. Not, not, not necessarily like that was the plan from the beginning, but hmm. like, you know, we put enough value in this that it can stand up against Halo Infinite. I, I know a lot of people are excited for Forza and Halo Infinite. But the fact that Psychonauts is standing alongside them as like this cult classic that is coming back with Xbox behind it, I think yeah. is is wonderful. In fairness, I would go as daring to say that probably more people are excited for Psychonauts 2 than they are for Gears 6. It's like, because like the Gears franchise has been like stretching itself out for a while now. Where Psychonauts, I feel like has, like, I think particularly of Psychonauts, releases and it does well like both critically and with like the audiences it'll have a better fan base than gears does now i i don't know if i mm, i don't know if i'd say <laughs> that necessarily is that a hot take yeah <laughs> i think that's a little bit of a it's got a little bit of spice um i think gears is in trouble i definitely think Gears is in trouble because mm. it gets fantastic critical acclaim i think everyone who plays gears thinks this looks awesome this is polished. The Coalition are great at doing what they do. Uh, Gears is one of Xbox's best IPs. But the fact is, not enough people are playing it. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think the people who play it, you know, very impressed with it. But I, I can tell you that I played maybe a, a third of Gears 5 and I haven't returned to it. Uh, yeah. I think p- it, people have a hard time just pressing the install button. Uh, I think, uh, see, I think the problem with Gears is that it kind of gets away with a lot of stuff because it is such a long-established franchise and there isn't really any competition for it on the Xbox. Like, Outriders is kind of similar to Gears, but, like, I've said in, like, episodes before, that game's shit, so, like, it's not going to be doing anything. (laughs) Like, um... Sorry, I I mean that in the nicest way possible. I It's just not the game for me. And I just think it has so many flaws in it that it, it couldn't even be compared to Gears. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who's playing Outriders. Anyway. Like, Gears to me has kind of gone downhill since 4. Like I played 4 and I thought it was alright. But like in comparison to the original trilogy of Gears games, it's just... Actually, no, sorry. 4 is a bit rough to say. I probably around Judgment was when people stopped liking Gears. Um... I know Judgment uh, was done by... The Outriders guys. Yeah, so... I mean, no surprise there then. Um, Sorry, no, again, no, I I shouldn't be... Sorry, Square Enix. That's all right. 
the the problem with Gears is that the first trilogy was monumental, and what the first one set up in terms of the cover system and those mechanics were really really strong. So that when we talked about Mass Effect, when we talked about Outriders, when we talk about any third person cover based shooter, we always say it's you know Gears of War style. Yeah. The the problem is, it's been going a long while now, and I dropped out after Judgment. I didn't get an Xbox One for ages. Uh, and I played Gears 4 recently. And although I was fighting robots a little for, you know, a, a Yeah, bit it's of a, a good section with that, yeah. I really loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the characters were great. And I went into Gears 5 pretty optimistic. Like, I really love Judgment. I'm going to like... No, 4, not Judgment. <laughs> I really like 4. I'm going to go into Gears 5 and really enjoy it. And uh, I didn't. The funny thing um, about Gears Five as well is I know absolutely nothing about it. Like I know it was featured in like E three at like two years ago, but I have not played it. I know there's like some sled that you ride in one ex- section, and that's about it. But like, yeah, Gears is a weird one because Xbox has a really difficult time, and I want to say this like with an open heart to like I actually. I think any franchise has this problem, though, of, like, once you finish your core trilogy, trying to do something after that is extremely difficult because you've got people... Because usually the direction a lot of people take after a core trilogy is it either goes stale because the same characters are here way too long. Because a trilogy... There's a reason a trilogy works so well is because you have your beginning, middle, and end. Um, And when I think about, like... Like, let's say, like, the way people either Unless- do trilogies is they either reboot it they either continue it on or they like bring on a load of new cast and for the most part it very much doesn't do well i think prequel trilogies are actually probably better for a lot of games to look into sequel stuff always annoys fans i don't think i've ever heard of like one sequel series that has won over people more yeah i think that's why odst and reach were successful it's because yeah. they're their own little things, like, you know, like, they're, they're so kind of, well, not that they're disconnected, but they are, like, they're related, but they are very much disconnected from the mainline games. Whereas, like, 4 and 5 are a direct continuation of that with a character who, realistically, people probably would have been fine with just him ending up in space and floating off forever. Because at least it leaves it up to the player's imagination, then, of what happens. Whereas, like, when you try to take on that story, there's guaranteed to be someone who's going to be pissed off at the way you go with it. And, and this is coming from someone who actually really likes Halo 4's story. Um, like, I think it's quite good. i tell you what. I am going to go on the take that um, Halo 5 shouldn't exist. Halo 4 should have been named Halo Awakening. And Halo Infinite should have been the next one. No second trilogy. I think that's what they're kind of doing at the moment, though. Like, because there's such little remnants of Halo Five, really, in what we've seen of Halo Infinite. Like, it feels like a successor to Halo Four. They're retconning, definitely. Which I'm perfectly fine with, because as much as I love the multiplayer and gameplay feel of Halo Five, I absolutely despise the campaign. Um, like Halo Four, like yes, it took a bold approach in like making the chief. Like, I don't really like Master Chief when he speaks a lot. I think that kind of detracts from the whole idea of who he is. But for the most part, I liked it contained within Halo 4 because it told such a compelling narrative. Well, I'll tell you what, they've they've nailed 
Chief's um, dialogue in the, the Infinite stuff we've seen so far compared to what yeah. we saw in 4. He definitely, yeah, Chief definitely feels like the more sort of stoic, like, hero from, like, Halo 2, Halo 3 again. Like, where he only says stuff that, like, you will remember his lines. Like, everyone yeah. from the that, like, previous one is going to remember... Uh, I told you it's enough and the mission changes it always does like that stuff is like stuff you'd expect from the chief like not him being like oh hold on I need to reload like chief would never say something like that it's just like it just it would be so blatantly obvious to the player I think the one thing about chief is that at least whenever you hear like Mario O'Donnell or someone talk about is that like chief only says something when it needs to be said or like when it holds weight to the story it's not like because for the most part he's a vessel for the player so it's like if he says anything outside of like what the player might think at some stage that doesn't impact the story it just feels like disconnected yeah but there is but there is a good way to handle chief where he does speak a lot uh and again we're going off like psychonauts which is i i mean at this stage it's fine i think we've 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 crumbled this episode into just a mishmash of everything which is grand but yeah there is a good way to do chief in which he is like an actual character i think four does it quite well like, I like the way they tackle that sort of broken man or even like a broken child in some cases because he's not really a man. Yeah. The, the problem with Four is that the, the story uh, is so is so good and it stands out in the, the kind of Halo um, core of games, right? Mm. That it actually blinds people to how bad the level design is. Yeah. Yeah, no, 4, I, I didn't, I never really liked 4 because it always had a problem with resource management specifically because weapons were never given enough ammo. Uh, yeah, like, you'd well, pretty much be scavenging for a bolt shot after, like, one encounter. You're always fighting enemies you're bored of. You're always shooting guns. You're not that... Uh, yeah, even the Covenant with. aren't exactly fun to fight in Halo 4, which is weird to say because they're, like, predominantly known for being, like, the most fun and diverse, like, catalogue of, like enemies to fight um yeah it's just it's all a bit drained and it all feels a bit nothingy just like you're shooting yeah fluff. I, I suppose it doesn't help that i don't like the actual art style of halo 4 i prefer it a bit more in 5 but like i i i love the art style of halo 4 but not in a game <laughs> you know I, yeah. I i go through that art book and i think this stuff is fantastic i love it but when i'm and when I'm watching the cutscenes, I think it's brilliant as well. But when I'm in the game, it's not what I want. Yeah, at all. but it's like it's just certain changes, like the grunts and the um, the elites look so much more derpy than they ever did. Like, because at least it, in fairness, in Halo Three, the elites looked like they could handle themselves. Like their armor was very like pointy and like uh, like it had a lot of shape to it, um, and it looked like actual like. I suppose stoic armor for the like the stoic warrior but it was like then you go to halo 4 and it's all these curves and everything and it's just like it just looks way too refined and it actually makes them look like kind of like gray blobs in a suit um and like this whole thing of like they completely just got rid of their arm armor or like their armor so it just looks like they're all going around in vests and i just i hate the look of it um the grunts as well just look so ugly like there's a reason they had a mask like don't take it off <laughs> sorry i'm really nitpicking on something here but oh no i just i everything about halo 4 the story i really like the everything about playing it i absolutely hate 
Um, like, if it was a movie, I would really, really like it. <laughs> it's just the fact that I have to play through it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. But... So Psychonauts sort of stands <laughs> out as this... <laughs> what a way to bring it back. Thanks, Connor. As this IP that, you know, whereas a lot of the IPs, you know, they've dragged them out now. They're getting a little tired. To actually have this cult classic that you're bringing back... Hmm. Uh, it, yeah, I'm really rooting for Psychonauts 2. I oh, think yeah. it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I, I think it was really smart of Xbox to invest in studios. I, 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 I've always just got to commend Xbox and what they're doing at the moment because they're investing in people, right? They're mm. investing in studios that produce their own, you know, projects that they're hugely passionate about like Bethesda, like Double Fine uh, and PlayStation, you know, I think that they're more likely to invest in IPs rather than rather than people in studios I think that PlayStation, mm. you know, by not showing up at E3, maybe they think they're better than E3. Xbox, they show up at E3, but they've got um, you know, a community content creator like Paris Lily showing that, you know, they, they want that relationship with the community i don't know i don't know if i go that far I, I think i think playstation definitely values studios like insomniac is a perfect example of that because like they've created probably some of the most profitable ips for them uh, be it like spider-man or um uh, ratchet and clank so i think they definitely give others i think i definitely do they think i think in their case they would probably argue they get quality over quantity and i think there's definitely an argument to be there because you know microsoft have some released some absolute stinkers over the years um but i i don't know i think it's definitely down to a whole uh, case of like microsoft are buying up companies to put on game pass um whereas like sony are buying companies to create exclusives that will sell on day one Um that's why there's probably such a big gap in between the studios that they own um that and sony have always kind of sony have always had good first party ips uh whereas xbox had maybe like one or two at a time and then they'd have to bring in studios whereas sony have would well, they have time on their side so when xbox released they had their already established ips whether it was like at the time i think crash bandicoot um there was definitely spyro as well uh sly cooper ratchet clank loads of different stuff i could probably name off but yeah, no. I, I think I think PlayStation have a decent model. I think as you mentioned, like I think in a, like a previous episode, they're quite they're less personable than Xbox because you actually know who who's running Xbox, and and that probably has that's probably down to like um, Sony being much more of an internationally based company than Xbox is. Like obviously, Xbox have headquarters all over the world, but if you were to ask people, like yeah, they're a US company. Um, I think people like to say that, uh, like Sony are an Asian company, or a, I think it's, it's, it's Japanese. I think a lot of people say that Sony are, but there is just so much like that. Like they they have a huge US office. Like they've got loads of other places across the world. Like that, it's kind of meshed into this internationalist uh, sort of company, which is fine. Uh, I mean, that's perfectly fine. But it it does on the marketing point standpoint. Like I don't know. I couldn't tell you the head of PlayStation is. Um, well, a lot of people say Jim Ryan. Yeah. But but is he is is that his title like? Like I this is just genuine curiosity. I have no idea. Like, I, I thought he was head of PlayStation. I don't know if that's just like uh, Western PlayStation. Or... 
yeah the, my my um my my console complex is showing here uh because i i, I obviously i'm gonna know who phil spencer is and like bonnie ross and sarah banks and all them because like it's like it's like i, I own an xbox so i'm gonna be keying in on them i think if i owned a playstation which i owned i own a ps4 and a ps3 but i don't have the five so i'm not really paying too much attention to it but no but i think even like if you watch nintendo showcase at e3 like you get to see the people behind nintendo yeah you do i don't know i i don't really like nintendo either because they're i don't know for the most part they're really weird when it comes to like creators um like they had their whole thing where they were like uh like they'd copyright some content creators like reviews or something because it showed footage and then i think there was the whole thing about them not allowing people to co-stream nintendo direct and it's like i don't know they don't do a good job at like selling me on their stuff granted i have a switch so maybe that just shows i'm a sellout um yeah well to be honest i i haven't liked nintendo for a long time uh and my girlfriend's gonna kill me because she loves nintendo (laughs) she she will rub it in my face all the time that nintendo's better than xbox in fact you know because i send you the messages that she sends me Hmm. Uh, but no i i i won't play i won't pay 70 pound for a playstation game and I just I'm not interested in any of the Nintendo IPs so no you yeah, can't tell me be... you're not buying Just Dance on the Nintendo Switch <laughs> <laughs> I might be it's I might be biased buy. but you know call me what you want but Xbox just has the games that I like to play you know actually wait there's another question I saw on the store recently Just Dance 2021 is on the Xbox store is the Connect still a thing, and we just don't know about it? I mean, the Xbox is su- supposedly still has voice control that you can say Xbox on, but I don't have a Connect. Hold on, I'll test it. Xbox on. No, oh, it's dead. It's not as <laughs> it's, it's it's died. It's... I <laughs> I think is the Connect still a thing? I don't know. Yeah, you probably can, but I'm like, who has it though? I was playing Rise Son of Rome recently, and that game came out at the launch of the Xbox One, so it has loads of things like archers, fire, volley, and voice commands that you have to shout. And if you don't shout them, you have to hold left bumper for like ten seconds. Which genuinely, in combat, if if you're trying to hold LB while you're thinking about who to counter and everything, it's it's quite difficult sometimes yeah uh, so please tell me you can still get a connect I, I literally don't know who's buying them i'll still have mine for the 360 with uh, connect star wars but um mm-hmm. that they died pretty hard do you think they'd ever try and reintroduce them which the connect yeah Nah, people... I hope they yeah. don't. I really hope they don't. I th- but I think that when they introduced them last time, people didn't have, like, Alexa yet. <laughs> Everyone has an Alexa now. So everyone's just like, oh, man, I, I wish re- I had an Alexa See, I refuse to get an Alexa. And only for the reason it's like, I don't want that thing listening to me. Even though, like, my phone is probably listening to me and my computer. It's just like, I refuse to have this thing that is solely voice command in my house. I. What's it? Th- I tell you, a, a lot, a lot of our listeners' Alexas are going off. Yeah, I tell, I tell you what. But 
I tell by you what, of I... our listeners, I mean one. A <laughs> <laughs> core audience there, yeah. Um, it's it, it's literally just Guar. Our um, <laughs> every time every time I say the name, I I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> just and uh, I mean they haven't they haven't corrected me in the Discord yet, so <laughs> I'm gonna assume I'm doing I think well. It's, I think it's Guar. Guar, okay. Guar, if you're listening, send me a message to make sure I'm doing it okay. <laughs> and if you don't message me, I'll know you're not listening. So it's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a win-win. We'll find out who it is either way. Um, yeah, it's just Guar and that one guy from Double Fine <laughs> waiting for us to get back to Psychonauts. Yeah, he's just it's like, like oh. they haven't been talking about this game. They just said it's out of date and now they've gone on a tirade about like <laughs> this other like, trilogies that have nothing to do with us. <laughs> It's like all the other developers, like the Fogs developer, like, oh, great, I get to listen to like an hour of people talk about my game. And then like the Double Fine guys, like Tim Schafer's there listening, like, will they stop talking about Connect? Oh, actually, I will bring it back to Psychonauts quickly because we have to finish up soon. Um, <laughs> the score by Peter McConnell is really, really good. I really like yes. it. I think that's a top quality score. I think particularly in cutscenes, it actually, like, as I mentioned, like, the score is a big reason for why I feel like I'm watching, like, a, a 2005, like, onwards, like, movie. Like, it, it feels yeah. good. Now, I will say, that obviously, the videos uh, for the cutscenes have aged terribly. But, like, like, what can you expect? Like, I don't even think 720p existed back then, so. Yeah, I mean, the, the game, I think... Is, is it the FPS boosts that are making the game run way better than the cutscenes? Yeah, it has to be because the, um, yeah, it definitely is because you can't, like, remember the whole problem with Halo C at the time when it was like it was boosted to 60 and the, the cutscenes would be really weird and janky sometimes. I think uh, yeah. they clearly have to separate the video files from the cutscenes, which, I mean, I say it now, so it's a, it's a good reason to have in-game cutscenes, guys, because you can actually age those. Um, but no, I, I definitely see what they were going for. It definitely feels like a like a very classic experience of a game, which I like. Every time I go back to that summer camp and that theme plays, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm there, you know? Mm. It, it, yeah, no, it, it's, it's really well done. Like, um, every character, I think, as well, has their own distinctive personality. Uh, even, like, the random, like, side characters that you'll bump into maybe once or twice, like, they feel like actual people or i suppose actual people in that universe um so it's it's I, I, yeah i really like it i think the, the you voice... haven't even met the wackiest ones like no like but the ones i've met so far i'm like yeah i remember them um and i like i've had a chuckle at like their expense and things like that so um you know i i, I do like it. i think the score though is is very underrated um mm. i don't think people enough talk enough about it like particularly with xbox ip um themes never really mentioned but yeah no i, I, I can well, I mean, see Psychonauts wasn't really an, an xbox ip yeah true um but i suppose now with it being an xbox ip you don't hear people like i know there's a huge love like there's obviously a huge cult following for psychonauts particularly in the xbox scene as well i'd say um mm -hmm. i say outside of that you won't hear many people being like oh yeah the psychonauts theme that well, well yeah there, there are playstation uh I, I think psychonauts 2 is coming to playstation as well is it? Yeah, look it up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. I think there are PlayStation fans who like Psychonauts too, uh, Psychonauts as well. I can't imagine they'd do that. Oh, it is going to PlayStation Four. 
that's unreal. That's that's so weird. I, I can't. I'm kind of tempted to get it on PS4 just to see Xbox Game Studios <laughs> pop up on the screen when I turn it on. That's so weird. But the thing is, it's day one on Game Pass. You can't beat that, can yeah, you? Yeah, no, you can't. You but... can you can bring your games to multiple platforms, but when you like. Yeah, the day one sort of free thing of it makes it makes it kind of a whole new playing field, doesn't it? Well, the thing is, is like I I thought ages ago that I was gonna pre-order Psychonauts two, and then like the fifty five price tag comes up, and I'm like, oh, I don't know now. Yeah, um, it is. But... It is almost like yeah, it is kind of like like it might as well be an exclusive at that stage because you're pretty much just getting it for like Back for Blood might as well be an Xbox exclusive. Because I can't believe I pre-ordered you're getting it. <laughs> I've I thought you, lo- I've I thought you loved money. supporting the developers. I thought you loved it. <laughs> the, the financial position I'm in. I right tell now, you what, Connor. The worst thing would be is if you pre-ordered it and it's on Game Pass and of it's shit. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine <laughs> the scenes? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't let you let I... that down if that was the case. Oh, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be terrible. I just think that. It's got it's got a hard Left 4 Dead is going to be hard to live up to. Oh yeah, as it should be. Um, yeah, I, I I have no expectations uh, it, for Anna Cruz's, but I think that might be quite fun. Oh, see, Anna Cruz's. I mean, it's like one of those co-op things, like World War Z. And one of my friends told me, "Oh, get World War Z. It's a really cool kind of Left 4 Dead type third-person zombie co-op hmm. thing." And On I'm Game like, Pass too. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll get it." And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's all right. I imagine that there are many co-op games very similar like it out there that are really fun with friends. But, you know, Back for Blood is, is one of those ones that, you know, I reckon I could play on my own quite happily, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately, some games you need friends for. <sighs> Sad times. Um, I think yeah, we're getting... I, I mean, the fact that you get it day one on Game Pass... Yeah. And you know, I might I might play the whole thing and then decide at the end, you know what, that is an experience that is absolutely worth fifty five pound and then I'll buy it to support the, the developer. But And you probably uh, get it at a cheaper rate as well because of the Game Pass um savings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I mean I I love having that option there. The one thing I don't like, I, I bought um uh the original costume quest and uh Broken Age because I I wanna do a, a write up on like all double fine games at some point. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I wish that when Xbox got an IP, like all of their back catalogue library just went to Game Pass like that. Yeah, know, well, they had the whole Bethesda... problem. Even they, they even had to like, but Bethesda had like ten games not on Game Pass for ages. Yeah, Bethesda came in like a huge uh, waterfall of their library, and then like little bit drips here and there. Yeah, Doom Eternal was on Game Pass even before Bethesda was. Oh no, wait, no, it was straight away when Bethesda was bought. I think Doom Eternal came yes. to it. Yeah. God, what a day that was. Um, I think we should probably wrap up because 10 minutes till our next meeting. So <laughs> we should. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what, what were we talking about? Psychonauts? Psychonauts, yeah. I, I would. Yeah. Uh, what I've played of it so far, I'd give it a pass. I, I, I really like it. I, I say, or sorry, should I say, I'd give it a game pass. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> uh, a, a platforming classic for me it, it honestly at the time it would probably be a 10 out of 10 but just because it's aged a little uh, you know eight eight or nines uh i think it's it's truly wonderful in its humor in its world building yeah. uh i'm really looking forward to the second one 
Yeah. If we if we get if I get back to it sometime this week and I have chance to play it in between our game for next week, which I'll mention in a minute, um, I, I'll give you my I suppose score. I don't know. It's kind of arbitrary at that stage, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Psychonauts next week, and next week's game we're probably <laughs> not going to have the time to play. So <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put about... we'll just start naming the episodes. It'll be like. Here's what we should have talked about. This is, it's, it's actually just a more of a up next is what you'll see in the title. Um, but no, next week we are going to be looking at Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Absolute classic of the racing genre. Uh, oh, no, we're not. We? No, never are mind. We? Never mind. We... Never mind. We're not going to get to play we that classic. For two. We're doing Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Um, Dungeons and Dragons Hot Pursuit. Uh, you <laughs> drive around in a so it's a two piece <laughs> episode next week. We've taken two games that are extremely similar and we're going to talk about them. Um, no, uh, next week's episode should be interesting. May have a guest on, fingers crossed, uh, or I may not be there. So it's, I don't know. For for listeners, it could be either a guest or no me. No, sorry, it'll be a guest or me. Sorry. So you're probably all happy. You're probably all rooting for the guest. Get the guest on. Um, oh, please don't leave me on my own. <laughs> I mean, I had to do my own episode. It's only fair that Connor has to be. Um, a trial of um trial of flames fire yeah yeah i'm nervous now <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe it will change but our viewers won't know until next week anyways so um we thank you all for listening again as usual uh, as always we have a discord uh, in which we chat about games on that every now and then um if you want to go and join that link will be top in the description uh you can also follow us on all our relevant social medias linked below as well uh, if you're listening on spotify please give the podcast a follow if you're watching on youtube a subscribe would greatly be appreciated uh and i suppose with that being said any last words connor before you finish up give us five stars yes give us five stars <laughs> see you all next week bye <laughs>